Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers. Yeah. Commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices and commissioned by God to serve. And if you can't remember all that, what do we say now as BC? We live, we love and we serve. Amen. Y'all sound good. Y'all sound good. Y'all make me feel good. Y'all sound good. All right. If you open up your Bibles for me, as we go to the Word, today we are going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 4. Luke 4, reading 1 through 13. Luke 4, Verses 1 through 13, the familiar passage. Give you a couple more seconds. I don't see too many physical Bibles, so I know the apps are going. Luke 4, verses 1 through 13. Reads as such, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world, and the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory. And all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and only serve him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Amen. Why don't you go with me to God in prayer? Gracious God, we come to you today, hearts full of gratitude, hearts full of thankfulness, thankful that last night was not our last night. Thankful for all that you pour out onto us how your mercy saves us, how your love covers us, God, how your grace fortifies us. And we have to be thankful, God. 
as we continue to move forward, as this year continues just to pass by, God, we just ask that you continue to watch over us, God. Continue to pour all that is you want to us, God. Continue to lead us and guide us as you see fit. God, we ask that you let your spirit fall afresh all over this place today. Somebody's here today. Somebody tuned in today because they needed to hear a word from you, God. They're here today because they needed to know that you are still here for them, that you are still there with them, God. They needed to know that you still love them, God. So let all fill your spirit a little more on today, God. Let your words fall from my mouth, God. Somebody is here today because they needed to hear from you, God. So have your way and we will give you all the glory, all the honor and all of the praise. It's in your name we pray. We say amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Family, have you ever hit your stride? Hit your stride. I'm talking about those moments in life where everything is good. Those moments where everything is just right. Those moments where everything just falls into place without you having to do anything. All you have to do is continue to take one step after the other and things just seem to work out just the way you want them. Y'all getting cute in there. Can I get a hallelujah when things are going right? How many of us have had those moments where everything is going well? You hit a stretch of days, weeks, and months where you can do no wrong. Your money is right. Your bills are paid. The house is clean. Your kids are being good. Your significant other is acting right. Things are great when things are great. And the best thing going on in these moments is that nobody and nothing is trying you. Nobody is testing you. Nobody is bothering you. Nobody is stepping to you. Everything and everyone seems to be on your side when you're feeling good and when you're feeling great, right? God is moving and shaking in your life and things are just perfect. But on the opposite side, how many of us know when it feels like things aren't going so well? When everything and everyone seems to be against you, when none of your plans or planning seems to matter, when friends seem to disappear, when family starts to turn a blind eye to your misfortune, when things start to break down in your life, and no matter how hard you try to hold those things together, they just seem to crumble in your hand. No matter how hard you pray, you feel as if God does not hear you. No matter who you cry out for, nobody seems to want to look your way. When you just seem to be stuck in that darkness with no way out, with no hope for the bad things to end. No sign of any lights at the end of the tunnel. No hope that life will get better or get any easier for you at all. And family, don't you know that it's in those moments that all of a sudden everybody wants to test you? All of a sudden, when things aren't working in your favor, people and things suddenly want to try and push your buttons. It is in these moments when people step to you to try you. All of a sudden, your kid got a little extra mouth this morning. All of a sudden, your boss is talking crazy with their tone. All of a sudden, your significant other is not catching the hints. 
things and people seem to want to push you to see what your limits really are. They push you to try to see what your breaking points are. They want to see if you can be knocked down. They want to see if they can break you. It is in these moments that life seems to have a personal vendetta against you and life is out to put you on your butt. Life doesn't play fair sometimes and it seems that life will purposely send people and things to test you when you are at your weakest. No, life won't test you when we are feeling great, when we feel that we are unbeatable, not when we feel like we got everything together and everything is going your way. No, you will get tested when you aren't feeling your best, when you aren't feeling your strongest, when you're feeling so weak that all they have to do is blow to knock you over. Life won't push you when you're strong, but when you're feeling weak, all of a sudden life seems to want you down. As soon as you're feeling a little gloomy, as soon as you're feeling a little down, as soon as you feel you can't give your best or don't, if you don't feel you have your best to give, here comes life sending people and things to push you in those moments to knock you down, almost as if you're, when you're at your weakest, life sends those strong winds to try to see just how weak you really are. No, you won't get tested when you're feeling great, when you know that nothing can knock you down, when you're feeling strong, when you know that you can combat anything when you are confident in the fact that God has your back and not (laughs) when you're feeling weak. But when you're feeling weak, those strong winds will come trying to knock you down. But it's it's when you're in those places that you start to doubt yourself and you start to doubt God. And as cruel as it seems that life isn't fair, as cruel as it seems uh, in this life, Your faith won't get tested when it's at its peak, but when it's wavering. And it may seem cruel, but it's the reality of things. We are not tested our strongest moments, but our weakest. But what we fail to realize is that the testing in those moments of weakest really proves how strong we really are. Sometimes those strong winds pushing you, trying to knock you over in those moments are necessary for your growth. And it will help you see just how strong you really are. In in those moments of weakness, you are not tested. How will you know how strong you really are when you all you have to depend on is you? I don't know about you, but I'm happy to get tested in my weak moments because I know what my faith is grounded in. It is grounded in the fact that God is with me at all times. It is grounded in the thought that when I am weak, God is strong. It's grounded in the thought that each and every step I take is married by God because God walks with me and God talks with me. It is grounded in the knowledge that when I and we, God, is strong. It is grounded in the knowledge that despite me not feeling my best, I won't feel it because I'm grounded in the thought that God is with me at all times and nothing can push me, nothing can knock me down, no wind can blow me other over and nothing can take me down because I know that I'm grounded in the thought that God is with me. It is not always easy to focus on these types of thoughts, though, when things aren't going well in life, when life isn't on your side. But this is actually how those who are looking to knock you over want you to think. They are looking for those moments when you're not strong, because when you're feeling good, they'll be all up in your face, (laughs) acting as if they're happy for you, hyping you up making you think that you're all that while secretly waiting and plotting on your downfall. And as soon as they sense a little weakness from your moments of trial and tribulation, they will make their move. 
seeking to pull you down to their level, seeking to make you feel as insignificant as they feel each and every day, hoping to pull you down to where they will be able to get you to start to think about you how they do. But when you're grounded in the thought that God is always present and always there for you, there is no need to worry about those trying to test you, those trying to bring you down, those strong winds that life throws at you to push you over because all of this will strengthen you and help you grow in the end. Jesus, as the story tells us, has just been baptized and claimed as God's son with whom he is well pleased. And after that, he enters the wilderness and and endures 40 days of fasting and praying and, and 40 days of tempting from the enemy. It says that as Jesus laid there, the enemy came to Jesus in Jesus's weakest moment and began to work at Jesus. The story says that Jesus didn't eat the entirety of the, the 40 days. And I can imagine that Jesus has reached his physical limits. Jesus is weak and most definitely Jesus is hungry. And I'm sure we can all imagine this moment that Jesus is in. I relate it to starting a diet. You do good that first week, those first couple of days. You you wake up early, you, you drink your detox tea, you get your water in, you, you get a healthy breakfast in, uh, you go work out and you're doing great that week. But then just as soon as you hit your groove, you can be somewhere and a certain smell will hit your nose. And I know personally for me, it happened uh, as I was in the mall. And as I walked through the mall, I caught the smell of Cinnabon. And if you know that smell, what a smell that is. And immediately your mouth will start watering. You're having trouble uh, having thoughts about this food. And everything in your body is telling you that your diet could take a quick break. And I have to imagine this is where Jesus was in this moment, sitting there weak, not having eaten for days. And here comes the enemy. Jesus, I know you're hungry. If you are the son of God, command this stone to turn to bread and feed yourself. Some other translations uh, of that sentence take out the if and simply says, you are the son of God. So command the stone to turn to bread. This lets me know that the enemy didn't suggest his doubt about Jesus's identity. He knew fully who Jesus was, but in this moment of weakness, he is challenging Jesus to see if Jesus realizes who he is. It says something about those who look to knock you down, but in actuality know who you are. They know what you're capable of and they know about the power that you possess. But sometimes they will try to see if you realize just who you are, if you realize the power that you have, if you realize whose you are. It is almost like those moments when your child reaches those points in life where they try to see if the parents really run things in the house. I could tell several stories about those moments in the Walrin household, but that's for another time. Long story short, I didn't have the power. I thought I did. But that's how they work sometimes, testing you, seeing that in those moments of weakness, if you still realize how strong you really are, because if you don't realize it, then they know they can continue their master plan to knock you down. The enemy comes to Jesus and the temptation was basically, since you are the Messiah, 
Why are you so hungry? Do a little something for yourself. Command the stone to turn to bread. And Jesus is enticed to use the power that God has given him for selfish purpose. But at the heart of this question uh, was really another question. And it, it was, can you trust God? Can you trust God's promise to provide for you? Or do you need to take things in your own hand? Jesus immediately sees through the enemy's challenge and replies that it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Jesus turns to the words of the Old Testament where God's people were reminded that God was faithful to all God said that God would do repeatedly and given evidence towards that. Family, have you ever been targeted with this type of push? Has the question, can you really trust God to do what God said ever popped up in your life? How often are we tempted to doubt what God has promised? Whether it is God promising to provide us with all our needs when we are struggling to make ends meet, or the promise that God uses all things for our good when life feels far from good. In those moments, how quickly we begin to doubt whether God is really going to do what God promised. In this moment, we could be like Jesus and go to the word, but I think it's a little easier just to go back to our own memories. Because I know that if I think back to all the times that God came through for me and provided me with all I needed, that would give me enough faith not to doubt God moving forward. Know that what God has done for you can help you believe in what God is going to do for you. We effectively resist this this push in the same way Jesus did by shining the light, not on ourselves and what we think we can do, but shining on the light of God. In those moments of weakness, it is important not to be too proud to admit that without God, we are nothing. It is important to stay grounded in those thoughts that God is with you and has always provided before. So there's no reason to think that God won't provide moving forward. The enemy can't push Jesus down with that one. So he resorts to another. The scripture says he took Jesus high on the mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in that moment in time and said, all this authority I will give to you for their glory, for this has been delivered uh, to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship me, it will all be yours. This is a low trick because Jesus and the enemy knew what the end game was for Jesus. And here Jesus is offered a way to have it all without the cross. If you will worship me, there will be no pain. If you will worship me, there will be no suffering. He is offering Jesus an easy way out. And again, I must ask you, family, have you ever been tempted with this type of push? Enemies are good at getting us to question whether the struggles and sacrifice that go along with living this life following the carpenter is really worth it. Following the carpenter is not always easy. In fact, I dare say that once you start this journey, uh, that when you have decided to move forward, that more issues will start to pop up in your life. It is when you start to follow the carpenter that you paint a target on your back. People will try you in a number of ways, testing to see how Christian you really are. People who are close to you may start to look at you differently when you're walking in the footsteps of the carpenter because they cannot fathom and they cannot understand why you choose to live the way that you do. Yes, we know there's always an easy way out, but Jesus shows us the easy way is not always the best way. Jesus responds to the enemy, get thee behind me, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God and only God shall you serve. Jesus shows us that the way of knowing that even there, though there's going to be some struggles on this path, 
even though there's going to be some pain on this path, some letdown on this path, this path is still worth taking because this is the path that God wants for you. Yes, in this life, you will be tempted to take other paths because their paths look easier. Other paths because their paths look like they lead somewhere better than yours is going. Other paths that you think are better because you see how happy the person is following it. But it's that person's path. You must trust and realize that what God has for you is for you. Jesus trusts that. Jesus knows that, and Jesus is grounded in that, but the enemy is not done just yet. The enemy comes at Jesus trying to knock him down a third time. He brought Jesus to the height of Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down here, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up and not let you dash your foot against stone. And Jesus answered him, it is said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. What I find funny here, family, is not only the enemy is trying to knock Jesus down, but in this instance, he tried to use scripture to do it. This lets me know that sometimes your enemies are closer than you think they are. Those trying to knock you down won't always be so obvious with their intentions. No, they will be the ones trying to hide their true identity uh, from you to get closer to you. They will be the ones surrounding you in those spaces and places that you didn't think they would be. We all know somebody who can quote scripture at the drop of a dime, but everybody who knows scripture ain't holy. And I'm sure that we have encountered those who seem to have a scripture for you every mistake that you make when you didn't even ask for it. Just because you can memorize a scripture doesn't mean you're called to tell me how to live my life using said scripture. Just because you have memorized a few words doesn't mean you know how to live by those words yourself. All that memorization ain't going to help you. The enemy can be so slick at times, can't they? Testing you in this manner, in this statement, throw yourself down and watch the angels catch you. It's almost if he's saying, well, if you are so grounded in your faith, if you are so grounded in your faith in God, why don't you take this step out on faith? Show me that this faith is real. Show me that God has your back at all times. Show me that this faith isn't just a blind faith that you follow not knowing what's really going to happen. But what you have to know, FCBC, is that on this journey, there will always be those who question why you follow the path of the carpenter. They won't understand your faith. They will ask you things like, well, where are the miracles in your life? What has God done for you lately? If God is so real, then why aren't you in a better situation? They will, not, they will try not only to test you, but test your faith. But what they fail to realize, FCBC, is that my relationship with God goes beyond what I can see in this moment. My relationship with God goes beyond what what God can do for me in this moment. My relationship with God is built on something stronger than the sights and sounds of the miracles and wonders. Those things are nice, but they are not necessary for my faith to be strong in God. God has done too much for me to try to have someone to get me to question my own faith. There's no need to try to prove to them why you are grounded that way because they don't understand what's going on. But since they are so thirsty, you can give them some examples of what God has done for you to make you so faithful. Uh, God woke me up this morning. Uh, God continued to start me on my way. 
God continued to make a way out of no way. God has been light in the darkness. God has provided me with all my needs. God has been faithful in those times of struggle. God has never quit on me. God has never left me alone. When I'm at my lowest, God picks me up. When I'm at my weakest, God gives me strength. When there was no one there, God heard my cry. When I was lost, God found me and showed me the right way. When I thought the battle was over, God showed up and showed out. And just because you don't understand, there's no reason for me to try to prove my faith to you because I am aware of all that God has done for me. I am aware. Don't question my faith because I know that God is there. I don't need to prove it to you because I know in my heart that God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. I could stay right there for a minute, but God is faithful. God is faithful, FCBC. And in this moment, the enemy is defeated. But it said, he attempted me to part until an opportune time. Because when the enemy saw he couldn't get anywhere else, he left for a while. But that doesn't mean your enemies are gone just because they leave. Because they will always seek to come back to you in those moments where you feel weak again. Always seeking to come back uh, in those moments where you don't feel your best. So always remember, FCBC, stay grounded in God. Because when you are grounded in God, even when you are weak, they cannot come and take you. When you are grounded in God, those moments where the enemies try to knock you down will only make you stronger and help you grow. Um, scientists uh, did an experiment in the desert. Uh, they called it the biodome. Uh, it's created a, a living environment for humans, plants, and animal life. Uh, this huge glass dome was constructed to uh, house an artificial controlled environment with purified air, purified water, healthy soil, and filtered light. And the intent was to create a perfect growing condition for trees, fruits, vegetables, animals, and humans. People lived in the biodome for many months at a time. And everything in the biodome was flourishing. Everything in the biodome was doing well, with one exception the trees. The trees kept falling. They didn't know why since they thought they had made the perfect living conditions, but the trees kept falling. When they grew to a certain height, the trees would just topple over, and it baffled the scientists until they realized they forgot one thing. They forgot to include the wind. Trees need wind. Trees need wind to blow against them. Because when the wind would blow against the trees, it would cause the tree's root system to grow deeper. And the deeper the roots grew, the taller the trees got. So the stronger the wind, the stronger the roots, the taller the trees. The stronger the wind, the stronger the roots, the taller the trees. The stronger the wind, the stronger the roots, the taller the trees. You see, what we and our enemies don't always realize is that they do all they do to try to get us to fall makes us stronger when we are grounded in God. 
And since we are grounded in God, every time they try to knock us down, our faith gets a little stronger. We dig a little deeper to God. And as we dig a little deeper, we get a little stronger. As we get a little stronger, we grow a little higher. So instead of knocking us down to their level, our enemies become responsible for our elevation. They become responsible for making us grow to places where they cannot see us, they cannot reach us, they cannot get to us, they can't fathom how they got to us. If you think your enemies are mad right now, wait until they realize they're a part of your elevation. Wait until they realize they're the reason you've grown so tall. Wait until they realize all that beating you are doing to them only uh, made you stronger. Wait until they realize that they are now the reason that you are strong and tall. They can say whatever they want, but when you are grounded in God and you know how to anchor down, when that strong wind blows, you can overcome any and everything that they throw at you. You ain't all that. Well, God is faithful. Gross. You won't ever go anywhere or be anybody. Well, God still knows my name. Gross. You won't amount to anything. Well, God is still working on me. Gross. All your plans will fail. Yes, but God can turn it around for me. Gross. You will fail. You will be alone. Nothing will work out for your friends. Will leave your family. Will forget about you. Nothing will work in your favor. Well, God is still worthy of my praise. Growth. Because I don't know about you, but I serve a God who walks with me and talks with me and tells me I am His own. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth on my strongest days i will bless the lord on my weakest days i will bless the lord when my enemies try to get me to fall i will bless the lord when i don't think i can stand any longer i will bless the lord i am grounded in god i am grounded in the fact that god's presence will never leave me so all that nonsense that you spewing at me is only helping me grow to places you can't even reach Helping me ground myself in my faith. Ground myself in God. Helping me grow to places I wouldn't have been able to get to without you. You trying to knock me down. You trying to knock me over. But look at me now. Look at me now. So, FCBC, the next time someone tries to knock you down, be like trees. Don't resist them. Trees just sway in the wind because they know they ain't falling. Trees accept that wind and allow it to push them. And as they sway, they get a little stronger because their roots dig a little deeper and they grow a little taller. Because that wind is only causing the tree to grow and stay grounded where it is. Wind is necessary. It's always necessary. Don't fight all the pushbacks that you get. Don't try to push back against every negative comment. Everything doesn't need your attention. Instead, allow it to happen. Allow it to push you. Because in the end, it will just cause you to grow, especially when you're grounded in God. Because when you're grounded in God, ain't nothing going to knock you over. It's only going to help for your continued elevation. Amen. Amen. And amen. Won't you stand, FCBC? Amen. Are we grounded in God on today? How many of you grounded in God on today? Amen, amen. FCBC, things in life, we have been pushed all year. All two years now. We've been pushed. Life has tried to knock us down. 
But look at us right now. Still here. Still standing. Thriving. It might not feel like it, but God is present. It might not always look like it, but God is faithful. Because when you're grounded in God, God is always with you. And you will continue to grow. Amen. Amen, FCBC. Once again, just thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Amen. 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 I know we, we out a little early. And I say I won't be long. I mean it. Not like Pastor Mike. But, <laughs> but once again, just thank you. But let's go to God in prayer before we get out of here. Gracious God, we are so thankful. Maybe not in the moment, but after for all the strong winds that come against us. Thankful for those things that, that seek to push us, to knock us down. But in the meantime, they're helping us grow. Grow to places where you want us to be. Get to places that we didn't know we could be, God. So we're thankful for all the opposition you throw our way. We're thankful that even in those moments of weakness where we don't think we can stand, where we don't think we can keep going, that you are still there because we are grounded on you. You are always giving us strength. Just like the trees dig deeper into the soil, we dig deeper into you, God. And we know that you will continue to provide all that we need. We love you, God. And we are so grateful and thankful that you continue to love on us each and every day. Now help us go back out into the community and pour what you pour into us back out into someone who may need it, God. Someone who may need to feel your touch on today. Someone who needs to know that you are there for them. Somebody who just needs to reach you, God. So push us to be our best self. Push us to be the best disciples that we can be. And in the meantime, we will be grateful for that necessary win. Because as it blows, we grow. And we are thankful for growth on this morning. We don't look like how we used to. We don't look like everything we've been through. Winds tried to take us out, tried to knock us down. They were close, but we are still here. And we are all the better for it. And that's because of you, God. We love you, God. It's in your name we pray. And we say amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.